Grab your Bibles. We're going to be talking about life, living life without destruction. Hope you're enjoying the show. And you can also subscribe and check out the other broadcast of the podcast on your favorite channels where you find Night Moves HDQ. You can also leave a comment, subscribe, and like, and share. And we hope that you help and are encouraged and inspired and built up into who you're supposed to be by listening to the show. It's kind of hard to do a show and podcast and hold the fort down here behind the screens here coming out of a commercial. Getting ready to go back in. It's Michael right here inside the lab at the captain's chair. Welcome into the second half of inspiration and the challenge. Who is stepping up to the challenge? Here at the bridge. And as you know by now, the challenge is, do you understand? Are you engaging? Learning how to cooperate in the Holy Spirit. Do you know and understand his function, purposes, and responsibilities for you? And that is something that you have to engage in. You have to grow in. And that also includes, as you grow in faith and mature as a son and daughter, and everything else that you do with you and how you do what you do and with whom you do what you do with, you still have to mature. And so part of the impact here inside Night Moves is to open up the doors and windows, open the books up, and to help you engage you, your identity, in Father's kingdom of heaven, to encounter him in his kingdom, to experience you with him in his kingdom, and execute his business that he has deposited to you and in you and through you for his kingdom. So you have engage, experience, encounter, and execute. Execute the orders of our king. Execute his business. He Jesus said, I'm about my father's business. So we must understand whose business we are to be about of if we are saved and born again filled with the Holy Spirit. And so this, this challenge, which is an ongoing challenge, I'm challenging you right here. Will you learn and grow in the learning into understanding and apply yourself to the understanding of the knowledge of information that Jesus Christ presented in his gospels? This is why I don't do religion. This is why I only submit, subscribe, am loyal to the kingdom of heaven because it makes sense to me my experiences make sense to me his enabling me and enabling grace through me to do such extraordinary things non-normal things silly things foolish things for his kingdom and when I look back I'm like wow at first I'm like I did all this and as I grew and matured and am still maturing like wow you're doing all this. 
wow, it is such an awesome life to live surrendered and submitted. And even when I think I got it, I get checked that I don't get it. And that's keeping me humble. And spiritually being obedient, spiritual obedience and righteousness, being aligned to our Heavenly Father through Jesus Christ as a follower of the ways of Jesus Christ, empowered, possessed by the power of the Holy Spirit, being in the right alignment and working day and night, night and day to do my best in my abilities with everything that I'm capable of doing to live humble, to live according to his intention, his purpose, and his plans for my life. And yes, it's challenging. I'm not going to tell you that it's been a bunch of roses, that all the stars have been aligned for me to walk this life out as a son. Reborn, reborn, excuse me, since 2007. And again, I talk about my journey on the podcast. And I share with you a little bit here on the show that I, be, I, I took the initiative of being a Christian in 1984. I took the initiative. Didn't understand the initiative that I was taking. Didn't really care to study about this initiative of being saved and why I need to be saved. And did I, did I even choose, choose the right thing? Because from 84, as a young guy... In middle school, going up in high school, going to university, San Diego State University, coming back here, going to college, you know, I, I just, honestly, I was like Paul. I kind of despised Christians. And I didn't understand any of the denominations because it never made sense to me. So many say they love Jesus, but yet they didn't like each other. It, it blew me away. I wanted nothing to do with it until I talked about it on the last show I talked about my kingdom arrest I didn't get to tell you um, that he our Heavenly Father by the power of the Holy Spirit encountered me on my commute back home um, as I, I used to own a business um, a, a management company and I would travel from Chicago back to uh, Roscoe Illinois and I was having a conversation it wasn't Roscoe and let me back this up it was in a gated community outside of the Boone County in this gated community, you know, we thought we arrived and, you know, we got to be a part of the gated community people and those people who thought they were people of influences and thought they were greater than everybody else outside of the gated community. But we learned a whole bunch about what it's like in a gated community. Wink, wink. But I had this encounter in the car talking to my then, then girlfriend. And uh, the conversation was going as our conversation normally goes. How's your day and this, this, that, and the other, and how's your day and this, this, that, and the other, and what are you learning? Because I was just getting more enthralled into the scriptures of studying the scriptures, couldn't get enough of the scriptures. And I remember saying something, you know, I'm, I just, I don't understand the tongues. I, and I, I'm really not down with it. I'm not gonna do it. And got off the phone with her and immediately, not something, but the power of God hit me. And he said, speak. 
and I began to speak in what is known as that unknown language I used to call babbling. And as I was speaking, joy filled me. And then I was kind of like in ecstasy with just speaking for myself. And when, I, when he got done with this manifestation in me, got on the phone, called her back and said, hey, babe. And she's like, hey, what? I said, I'm speaking in tongues now. And, you know, then I heard screams on the other side. It was like she had me on speakerphone and letting everybody else know. Now, guess who's speaking? The one who was persecuting all of us. He's speaking in tongues. Messed me up. So, <clears throat> took the challenge. And I, I, I say all that to, to let you know that this challenge is real. This challenge will challenge you on your best day. And the challenge to cooperate with the Holy Spirit will challenge you on your worst day. When you are like, he, he doesn't care. He doesn't know what I'm going through. He doesn't understand. And I'm not the only one who has stepped up to the challenge and has made those ill-equipped things come out of my mouth regarding our Heavenly Father. Heck, I've been on my bike cycling after putting in a century ride and returned home riding and caught a rainstorm after putting in over 100 miles of riding. And then literally riding my bike at 9 o'clock at night with headlights on on my road bike and thought I was letting the Lord have it. And I was talking to my spiritual brother, uh, Apostle Tim. And I talk about him on the, on the podcast a lot. You know, it's, and I was telling him, and we were just laughing. He's like, Michael, you're not the only one who's done this. It's, it's, we're having a spoiled moment. It's, it's his children not understanding our Father. And we're only spoiled and speaking how we're speaking out of the misunderstanding and wanting to be heard. And he's just, he's, he's compassionate and he takes it all in. And he looked at me and he said, because we were in, in the rentalier at his house in Indiana. And he said, how did you feel after that? I said, you know, Tim, I, I sucked. I was so mad. I'm like, are you kidding me? I, I, that, all that came out of my mouth to my father. He's like, he said, that's grace, Michael. Because what would you have done if your children let you have it? I said, I would have killed them. <laughs> so saying that to say grace. So this challenge will get you on your best day. And this challenge will get you on your worst day. And so you get to manage and navigate you in this challenge. And so, again, you have missed an opportunity to engage and counter the presence of the kingdom. Because what we do on the radio show is on the relaxation side, we go in and I teach you, instruct you, coach you, and serve you how to relieve stress, how to submit your body, surrender your mind, and your soul gets surrendered and we trade. And we do this by breathing in the air, the breath of life, in five stages. And when you participate in that side of relaxation, you come out here. That's why we say we meet at the bridge to cross back over. It's all strategic what we do on the radio show. And it's to empower, to edify you, to build you up. So that you can be exactly who he's called you to be. A son, a daughter. And if he's chosen you to be 
in his commissioned servanthood, then you be the best servant that you can possibly be as you go serving in your assignments, in your mandate, in your territories, your atmospheres, in your environment. But this challenge is consequential to your existence. And I'm going to help you tonight, in this moment, learn how to live a life without destruction, without destroying yourself. Did that just get your attention? Learn how to live your life without destruction. How can you live without destroying yourself? How can you live without traveling through the intersection of reality and getting hit? Getting T-boned and messing your world up. I'm going to talk about that tonight. And I really hope you're listening to the show to get something out of the show. And that's the best position that you could be in. But if you're listening to the show to analyze or critique or critique or measure it against other shows you listen to or other podcasts you listen to, well, then you're not going to get out of it what the purpose is about. But to teach you how you can live a life without destruction is going to take your attention to yourself. Not your attention and comparison, com comparing you to others, comparing your theology, comparing your, uh, your paradigm, even comparing your education or the lack thereof. See, how many of you can raise a hand or look in a mirror and notice that there is destruction and or distortion in your fellowships, in your environment, and even in your territory? And if it is upon you in your atmosphere, then you're going through a crisis. See, distortion and destruction that's in your atmosphere means you're in a crisis. That means you cannot cope with life. So I'm going to help you. And as we always do, here is the moment that you've been waiting for. Teaching you how to live life without destructing your life. And that question I want to ask you, I want you to write this question down. How much control does it take to give up control? give you a moment to write the question down how much control does it take to give up control and destruction is because we do terms terminology understanding terms this is what destruction is destruction is the state or fact of being destroyed ruined it's the action or process of destroying something hmm I like those two. See, it's one or the other. Unless you are destroying yourself at the same time you're destroying others. Then that's a dangerous setup. And you have opened yourself up to the spoils, the tricks, 
the manipulations of the spiritual adversary known as the Lucifer, Apollyon, because he is the little lion seeking who he can kill, steal, and destroy. And he likes to mix it up. And sometimes he'll just sit idle until we exalt him in a moment, call him into action, wake him up, and or his fallen angels, and or his fallen demonic angels, because you have the familiar angels and demonic angels. Demonic angels are dangerous angels. But how dangerous are they to you and me alike when you are saved and born again and the victory is yours? Not too dangerous. But at the same time, their ability to manipulate atmosphere environment and territory can easily trip up one who has a state of mind or a mindset that is not complete in Jesus. That was good. How much control does it take to give up control? The definition of destruction is this. Write this down if you want to write this down. Is the state or fact of being destroyed or is the action or process of destroying something? Have you ever went on a rampage in your setting, in your former life, and raged out? Have you ever lost it? Verbally, physically, maybe even passive-aggressively, I don't know. But destruction is destruction. Now I look back on my life and I can look back and honestly count on one hand how many times I have destroyed something physically. Now, referring to people, I can look on look back on my life and because of who I am as a nice, even-keeled guy, back then raised, because my, my parents were struck, strict. So I wasn't really a violent person, you know, but back then, if you smacked me, I'd punch you back. And as the, uh, the, uh, the elder of then my 10-month younger brother, and then later, 14 years later, I have a younger brother who's 14 years younger than me, but even when my 10-month younger brother would have some issues, I would bring destruction to others. I would, I would defend as an elder, that, you know, being the oldest of the family. I didn't like people messing around with my younger brother, even though he was 10 months younger than me. But I can count on my hand even to people and even to girlfriends. And I watched in my own home growing up, destruction, like F5 type destruction. And maybe some of you know what I'm talking about, domestic violence, F5 domestic violence, F3, F4, F5. When you pass F3, it gets kind of, it's, it's disasterville. You never know when a tornado is going to come roaring in. And, and that's what I grew up in a little bit, sharing a little bit. 
So I learned how to be quiet and please, to the best of my ability, my, my dad and my mom, so that I would not get caught up in destruction. And I didn't want to be the actor or the action or process of destroying something so that I would not have to go through to being destroyed or ruined because in the 70s we took the belt and I don't know about you if you're wherever your age range is but I know a little bit of who listened to the show that if you're born in the 70s from a strict household I know in our household we had a three buckled belt a leather belt one it was white and one it was black and my dad was a strict dad. He was strict because his dad was strict, and his dad was strict because his, his dad was strict. But when you add the element of alcohol to it, it takes destruction to a whole nother level. And so I learned then that in my quietness, I became passive because I did not want to be on the end of destruction at the hands of external forces connected to my dad. And so I lived a life of pleasing and doing the best that I could to please. And I realized late in high school, before I left, that I had to stand up against the destructor. Remember, the action or process of destroying something. See, when someone's under the influence, they're not in their right mind. They're controlled by an extra influence. And so talking back and standing up for myself, I realized that I was looking down the end of the barrel of a gun. So I'm going to help you, as we continue onward, connect with some practical ways to live life without destruction. I gave you one. It's called being a peaceful person. And for right now, you can go on and submit a, a message over to us and connect with us. Just type in Night Moods HDQ and connect with us on any of your favorite platforms for the podcast because I'm going to go talk a little bit more. I'm going to be bringing to you some in-depth teaching of how you can live a life without destruction. And then I'll see you right here on Thursday night on the radio side of the show. You guys have a wonderful night, Night Owls. Be blessed in everything that you're doing and be a blessing to someone else. It's Michael right here inside the lab in the captain's chair. See you tomorrow night. Going to be breaking this down for you now. And I kind of like this because I do the podcast a little bit different than what you may be used to. And that is simply, we tag along with the radio show. And we do special podcast episodes on our premium account. But for the most part, I like the nature that we have created. When we run the 90-minute show, and then we tag the podcast with the show, because it complements the radio show, and then it also, we can get the flow of our night owls over to the podcast at the same time. So the podcast complements the radio show in that 
we go much deeper on the podcast. You're getting something that the radio show doesn't get, and that is really kind of neat. Keeps you engaged, and it helps. Excuse me, helps you practically how to live your faith in the kingdom. So, living a life without destruction. We're gonna set the matter straight here, so to speak. Here, I'm gonna close down the show. Make sure we're off the switchboard. We're off there. And I use Logos Bible software. And I use that during the podcast because it helps me place thought together around the content that I want to deliver. And I've been using, using Logos Bible software for a decade. And you're going to find this link on our, our, our website at uh, podpage.com slash nightmoodshdq or right here listening to the show, watching the show, I should say. Um, so this is what I use. You'll see me looking up. I'm getting, I said I have my Bible. I, I got on our four screens, our Logos Bible software. And if you are a first-time user to Logos, you can click on the link and get a nice discount of Logos 9. And I want you to take advantage of it. I take advantage of it. I love it. I wouldn't be on um, this show if I didn't believe in it. So I want you to take advantage of it. It is awesome. It's called Logos Bible Software. I use the product um, for myself. I use it in my studies. And it's like the, the shelf behind me. This is one of my bookshelves here in, in the lab. In my office, um, you know, we are book readers. We are old school. We, I, I learned from my wife. Um, she loves books. So when we go to a bookstore, um, we're there for hours. She loves the smell of books. She likes the feel of books. She likes the color of books. It's books, 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 books. So we love books. So we have books all around us. But when I teach, um, when I study for my teachings, I study using Logos on top of uh, my Greek and Hebrew Bible. So I'll grab the link right here. Just scroll down below. You'll, you'll see the link there. And if you're a first-time user to Logos, I want you to take advantage of the link. You're going to get a discount when you click on the link right there. And be sure that you follow through. And yes, I get a benefit from that, but that helps keep the content live for you. Helps pay the bills on the radio show and the podcast, which is really kind of neat. So Logos Bible Software, I use the product myself. I love the product. I want you to experience the product for yourself. If you are a student of the kingdom, a student of biblical history, a student of the different translations, you want to grab this for yourself. It's Logos Bible Software. Get that for yourself. And you can follow much easier with me as I bring, add it to the content that I share with you right here on the podcast. Um, living a life without destruction. Okay, now the first one, out of many methods and or techniques. I'm going to give you some methods and techniques about how to live a life without destruction. First, you want to be peaceable a peaceable, a peaceful person in living a life without destruction. Secondly, you want to be a person who is sober-minded. Now, you will find this in the scriptures. But for the most part, you want to be peaceful and a person who lives sober. That meaning That means you live a life uh, circumspect 
using wisdom, slow to engage, observing, utilizing all faculties, motor skills, your senses to engage, to discern, to judge settings. Um, and even when you don't, you're listening and hearing. To the different distinction of listening and hearing. Hearing, which enables you to call to action. Listening is the comprehension of what you're hearing so that you can activate in the call of action the right way. So being a person of peace and being sober-minded is one way to live, two ways to live a life without destruction. Um, let me bring this back over here. Now, definition of destruction. So I'm going to break these these matters down to different techniques, um, understanding concepts that's going to help you live a life without destruction. Now, destruction is this, a state or a fact being destroyed. A state or a fact of being destroyed or being ruined. It's also the action or process of destroying something. Now, to be ruined is simply this, to damage irreparably. To damage irreparably. To ruin something. Now you can get a vision of what it means to be ruined if you turn on the news and watch war-torn countries and or nations. When you're seeing villages, towns destroyed or ruined, they are not repairable. In the same token, a life without destruction is learning how to live your life without ruining your life. Getting out of your own way is another technique per se that can either enhance or hinder you from living a life without destruction. You want to get out of your own way. And here's why. Because sometimes we will make choices that will lead down to a pathway of destruction. And in a pathway of destruction, you have persons of influence, spiritual realms of influence, because we're all governed by a spirit realm, whether it's the kingdom of darkness and or the kingdom of, of light. We're all governed by one or the other. If you don't believe in the kingdom of heaven, meaning you don't believe in Jesus or his father who sent him, then you are under a demonic kingdom governed by Apollyon, Lucifer, Satan. So you are governed by either the kingdom of darkness and you have the same systems, the same cultures, and the same belief behavior patterns. And this is an inferior government. Or you can be governed by Father and His kingdom. Now, my truth and my witness is that anything outside of the kingdom of God is in an inferior government. And the inferior, inferior government has its limitations. It has its end. Whereas in the kingdom, where the limitations in the natural order, the natural setting end, the supernatural begins. It's the, the step 
the second, the nanosecond past logic. So, sober-minded, learning how to live in peace with all people in your fellowship, with family, and more importantly, with yourself. And this is why the challenge is crucial and vital because when you accept the challenge, take on the challenge of learning the functionality, the purpose, and the responsibility of the Holy Spirit, you can begin living a life of peace, avoiding destruction. Okay? When you're in control of you, accidents are waiting to happen. It's like driving a vehicle. You always will, you can either drive offensive or defensive. The moment you're not paying attention, an accident is waiting to happen. A moment when you're not paying attention, whether in, for this generation, the cell phone's in the hand, or you're messing with the radio, radio or you're, you happen to look out the window, you're not paying attention to the car before you that stops on a dime, or you thought the yellow light was much longer than it was and switched to a yellow and amber light and you went through you got cream because a car turned in front of you or you thought you can make it through the yellow light the yellow light turned green light and a car came in the intersection and hit you or a car pulled out on you living life without destruction is simply slowing life down and living out complexity in simplicity that's four. Living life without destruction is simply slowing your life down in the complexities of life living simplic simplistic. Living simple. Using wisdom and not living multitasking, micromanaging everything because when you're living multitasking or micromanaging everything, you're going to slip up and something's going to come through because you only have two eyes. Peripheral vision is peripheral vision. You'll have two ears. And the effects, sounds, and environment, territory, and atmosphere are in three distinct frequencies and realms. And you can't be in all three at the same time. Living life without destruction is surrendering oneself and submitting oneself to our higher power. Our higher power is our Heavenly Father, who is King and Judge upon the throne. Surrendering and submitting. That's five and six. Now to surrender essentially happens this way. I'll use the battlefield. When you have an enemy or an adversary and you're in the mission and you're warring and warring and you're 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 battling and you're communicating and you're out maneuvering out posturing at some point the enemy will say I surrender will either raise a flag communicate I'm going to come into a surrendered position and what they do is they come under arrest and under the authority of the superior 
team, the superior formation, the superior uh, rank, the superior army, or the power of military, or the police officer, and they come under their authority and their power. This is surrender. That means you drop your armament and you give up. To submit, I'll use this. Let me get the definition terms. I want to go surrender first. Just so that you can get the understanding. So we're talking about surrender. is to yield to the power and authority and control and become possession of another upon compulsion or demand. Is to give up completely or agree to forego, especially in favor of another, to come under their control, to give up oneself. Now remember the question I asked, how much control does it take to give up control? See, we will hold on to control up until the last moment. Many will fight to live up until the last moment until the transition of control can no longer be tug and war. We succumb and yield to a greater power to transition. And this possession of life is the greatest control mechanism that we think we control. And we really don't control it. Life without destruction. Surrender. Now submitting. And submission. Another term. For you to understand. Is this. It's an act of. Or as for consideration or inspection. To be. Yielding to the governance and the authority is the act of yielding to governance or authority to be subject to a condition, a treatment, or the operation of. The condition of being submissive to a, and yielding to a governance and or an authority and being compliant enough to be humble in surrender and submission being peaceful being circumspect and I want to add spiritual obedience living a life without destruction which you are capable of doing by the way because you're not ruining your life because you have yielded control to your Heavenly Father through Jesus Christ. And when you yield control to your Heavenly Father through Jesus Christ, He gives you a helper. And the helper, according to Jesus and according to my witness in many accounts, He leads you into all truth. He does not lead you to destruction. He is by grace alone powered up under kingdom authority to administer to you 
how to get through. And he is the present future. And people who are present past, always looking behind them, can process themselves into destruction because you never know what's coming ahead of you. You never know the next moment because you're too busy or not even that, you're not that you're too busy, but you're you're connected, tied to your past. So you're forever driving the vehicle and this massive windshield, you're focused on the smaller rear view mirror to see what's behind you, to see what's following you, to see what's chasing you, to see what's uh, attached itself to you and you can't see the foot in front of you, five feet in front of you. And living a life of without destruction is relying, trusting upon who you're challenged to engage in, who you're supposed to cooperate with. The power of the Holy Spirit, understanding his function, responsibilities, and purposes to you and you alone. And when you understand, now you apply yourself to how he is to be for you and his purposes to you, his responsibility for you, and his function as well. And so you have to yield all the more in submission and surrender. But you're not becoming this like this AI, artificial intelligence, you know, a robot. You are simply decreasing. So the one who's on the throne, who gave you his, his Holy Spirit, manifests through you, in you, and for you to enable you. He's your advantage. So a life, living a life without destruction is also connecting to your advantage and understanding who your advantage is. And when you understand, that means you are using this brain capacity to receive information, decipher information, and attach yourself to the knowledge, and this becomes wisdom, because you are experiencing truth. And when you're experiencing truth, you are applying yourself to the knowledge thereof. And so this destruction, this destructive life, is not attached to you. And many of you may know someone who has a destructive behavior. Maybe they cannot control their state of mind or their mindset, their emotions, their, their what's going on with them in the brain. Now, I'm not a doctor, a physician, so I, I'm not going to give you what I don't know. But I'm going to speak around it because I'm not, I, I'm not in it. So many of you know someone who's destructive. And what is their destructive pattern? What is their, what is their, their rhythm? What is their language? What is their culture like? And when you're looking into their destructive ways, their, their culture, their pattern, their language, what is your life like? Do you have similarities? 
characteristics, values, destructive morals, which means you are below the common sense barrier to the supernatural barrier, because this is faith to faith, glory to glory. This is you maturing as a human being at the same time spiritually. And the one who is living in destruction has no value in and of themselves, has less than integrity, their morals are skewed, integrity is skewed, and quite frankly, they're out of control. They, they cannot live circumspect in wisdom because they don't they, they haven't attained that level. Living a life without destruction is your responsibility to maintain engagement to the Holy Spirit. Living a life without destruction is your responsibility to maintain engagement to the Holy Spirit. And you can do this when you step out of your own way. Now, hear me in this. There are many in the kingdom who are not dis, um, living a life of destruction. So this is not a broad paintbrush that I'm, I'm covering everyone who's not in the kingdom. But what I am sharing with you are the ways not to live a life so that you can be free of destruction. And... Could this be said that are we just moments from our own destruction? I don't know. I think just as much as the process is to live a peace, peace, peaceful life, a peaceable life, a life filled with uh, joy, there is the same processes in place that you can journey in towards your destruction. Holding yourself higher than you actually are, esteeming yourself, honoring yourself, can lead you to destruction. You be can become, in your own way, destroying your own self because you have to be seen, heard, honored, extolled in front of others you can become what is commonly known as a pariah. Um, I like that word megalomaniac. That's really kind of cool. don't know if that fits, but I like that word megalomaniac. Um, but you, you simply don't adhere to common sense, to logic, and you are one who is self-governing under bad culture, bad behavior patterns, and bad systems. Living a life without destruction is, is how well you can abide as a son and daughter in Jesus, how well you can abide in his words, how well you can abide in his love, 
and how well you can abide with bearing the fruit of Holy Spirit. All those fruit out of Galatians 5 and 22 and 23. Now I am I am talking specifically kingdom oriented ideology, theology, and that can include business, identification as a son and daughter. But if I step away and consider outside of the, outside of the kingdom in the world, even in the business setting, even in entertainment, even in, in banking, even in um, education, um, even in family. There are same systems, there are same behavior patterns, and same culture at play. Albeit there are subcultures that formed out of the culture in your environment, in your territory, or your atmosphere. And you simply choose your behavior pattern. And you choose the behavior pattern as you grow. I'm, I'm slowing down because I'm thinking for those who have been in, indoctrinated, for those who have been uh, lied to, or I can't think of the word right now, but when you grow up and your pathway has been dictated for you, when you have been given skewed belief behaviors, skewed culture, systems that you must live by and others must live in your systems or else they don't fit in your system. And these are dangerous patterns when you have been developed in this way. It could lead towards destruction. You could lose your self-identity because you are identifying in another, under another governing system. Whether it's your parents, whether it's, um, you know, you, you're in a different environment influenced by others who are not aligned with common values, father's values. And so this life that you live, you can enjoy it or it can enjoy you. You can get the most out of it when you engage in the right actions, the right activities. When you are not careless in character, careless in morals and values and integrity, and you are careful in your actions and how you live and how you represent yourself if you're not even in the kingdom, but if you're in the kingdom, how you represent his kingdom, cooperating with the Holy Spirit, And the slowing down, I've, I've worked on this, and I know on Manifested in the Way, we talk about this a lot. And it was at the leading of the Holy Spirit. He actually told us in a meeting, Tim and myself, we were leading a meeting. He said, now, Michael, I need you to slow down. Because at that time I was talking fast. And, you know, when I'm serving and, and when I'm presenting um, a topic, I will have this. Just like, you know, like when you watch a television show, 
at the end of the television show, you have all the credits. Well, I will have all these topics flowing in my, uh, I'm seeing a vision flowing. And I'll be pulling, taking, pulling, taking. And it gets crazy when you're listening to that. And I remember he, the Holy Spirit has said, now slow down. And as I begin to learn how to speak slower and how to rationalize slower, um, how to think and perceive slower, it was like a light bulb, for me, a light bulb moment for me. And I get excited, and when I get excited, I'm still talking fast when I'm getting excited. But I remember this challenge to, to think slower, to, and this was given to me um, by Tim. Years ago, we were in a meeting in, in Indiana, and Tim said, we got to live circumspect. Slow it down. To, and this is this being sober-minded when you learn how to live circumspect, being able to take one step at a time, focusing on each individual step. At the same time, you have to see what's in your future. At the same time, what's going on peripheral. So life is happening in front of you. Peripherally, you're seeing things on the side and you're listening for things in the back but your focus is each step stepping with the surety and so this thing about life and living life without destruction can be accomplished you can do it with these stages with these techniques and there are more techniques to this but if you just focus on these these 10 techniques I share with you living peaceful sober mind to circumspect, spiritually obedient, being in alignment to your Heavenly Father. And it affects every area of life, truthfully speaking. Submission, surrender, yielding, engaging, you in cooperation with the Holy Spirit and the challenge of learning his function, his purpose, his responsibility and slowing down my God, if you just slow down and see in the horizon peripheral from one side to the other side listening and hearing as you're beholding the assignments the business, the family um, children who will come at you, and we have six children who will come at you grown adults and the, the last is 12 so we have like we're only we're only she's only child and here we are in our 50s but slowing down to take everything in and when you slow down you are capable to see at times things coming ahead why because the Holy Spirit Some of you may call it intuition. I call it the Holy Spirit. Some of you may say you're sensing things are happening around you. I call it the Holy Spirit. But when you slow down and you realize you in the moment and, and, and take all of your life in and literally slow down, you can actually see destruction passing you by. It's a true story. You can hear the sounds of destruction. It's like when a tornado comes. We live here in the Midwest, so we get tornadoes. And a year ago, we actually watched our tornado come two miles south of us from west to east. 
and we were under a, a tornado warning and a tornado alert. And it happened to be a a Cat 3 that was on the other side of the boundary, uh, five miles from us, south of us. But you can see it coming in the sky. And when you're dealing with destruction, you want to get out of the pathway of destruction. Eh? And so you do particular things to get out of the pathway of destruction. When we're talking about weather phenomena, you'll go into the bottom of, of your basement, into the strongest area that can, that can take on the, 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 the destruction that's coming in the pathway. You'll get under an A-frame. You get the corner of the, the most interior of the house. And here we are outside of the garage. We have it on video. It's kind of funny on social media. And Jill and I are out and Kira out. We're just watching the storm. The tornado come past us roaring. And like I said, it's five miles south. And it may, may, may have been three miles south of us. Nonetheless, you 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 do you go through certain processes to not be involved in the pathway of destruction. And that's how you have to live your life. Don't have to make it hard and complicated. You just do certain things to get out of the pathway of destruction and keep people who are destructive away from you so that you don't get tempted in their destru destruction. See, all these things are biblical and I've not given you the biblical scriptures because when you live out the scriptures, you don't necessarily have to recite them line by line, verse by verse because you're living them out. And so these are some areas that you can are helpful to you, these 10 areas that can enable you to live a life without destruction. And I just gave you the last two. Process yourself to get out of the pathway of destruction and keep people who are destructive away from you. That's being peaceful. Oh my gosh, it's a lot. But you can do it. And I wanna know if you put these in play over the next three to five days, will you see brighter days ahead of you? Even if the paths that you're walking are crooked, you're going to get through the crooked paths and the paths will become straight eventually. Stay focused. Let me know what you think. Let me know how this is engaging you, how you are engaging this show. Nightmoodshtq at gmail.com and or you can send a message right here inside this channel. We'd love to know what you're thinking. Love to have you on and have a conversation. Living life without destruction begins with you, your position, your countenance, and how much control does it take to give up control? How much control does it take to give up control? Good question. See you next time, right here inside the lab, for the next episode of Night Moods HDQ. Until then, take care.